Hello, and welcome to episode 81 of the How to Be Unpopular podcast. This is very exciting. We're in the the final 20 of the first 100 episodes that we've recorded. This is your host, Todd, and it's a really beautiful Saturday afternoon, 2.30, and I'm sitting inside. Um, I should be working, but I'm recording this podcast. I'm about to call my homie Joey in Kamloops, who has just appeared online over Skype. So um, let's call him. Hello, 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 are we starting? Yeah, oh my god, is this Joey? <laughs> oh my god, oh my, oh my god. god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. Holy, Holy shit. Shit. Holy shit. I can't handle it anymore. It's too much, man. I can't. It's too much. It's just too, too much. much. I I'm getting that classic anxiety that if something if a if a hard drive was to blow up or if I was to die and I can't I couldn't finish what I'm working on, I'm too excited. I'm too excited. So this is good. That, that This'll break it up a little that bit. Just, that can't happen. It won't no. Happen. No, no, no. 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 They no. Um, they I, wouldn't let that happen. Yeah, who's they? Whoever's in charge or whoever's running this whole shit. They wouldn't they wouldn't let that happen. They know. They know. I hope so. Oh, they do. I hope they. they do. Yeah. They better know. And then so I'm going to do this and then I'm going to go skating with Dana in a little bit. Oh, I'm so, so jealous. Are you guys skating the park? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't skated oh. it in a really long time, so I, I'm just excited to zoom around. I have new wheels on, and uh, I think I have I have new footbeds for my for my power blade setup that I wouldn't mind trying. I got the yellow super feet, and I'm not completely satisfied with them. I find spending a little bit more on an insole, like fifty bucks, is you get a little bit more quality. But I'm gonna try them. You can see how this I goes. I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of the super feet. Hmm. You have the green ones? Uh, yellow. Oh, okay, that, those are the ones that I'm trying. What were you going to ask? Are you in K2s? For the session? Yeah. No, I'll be using my freestyle inline skates, which are my REMs. Okay, so you're rocking um, two setups right now. You got your REMs. Yeah. Your REMs, you, yeah. those are your aggro blades? Those are my aggro freestyle blades. Nice. And then you got your K2 power blades? Yeah, I would use those for um, skating around town or bombing hills or commuting or whatever. Cool. And then I have I have three setups and then speed skates for longer distances. Nice. Um, I've I've but I've been I, I I usually try to just use one I I struggle when I use like multiple skates. At the same time, really, like I like to just use one setup for everything, and and that might change soon. But I'm trying to use my my K2 power blades for like every kind of skating, just to like really oh. get used to them for everything. Hey, did you take the soles off of them? No. You gotta try it. It's really? amazing. Yeah, yeah. Take the sole plates off. Yeah. And then bolt your power blade frames there's a little bit of pokage like in the front but if you have the thick like regular k2 footbed you won't feel the bolt very much um 
uh, Zacharias did it to his red ones, and they look and feel amazing without the soul really? plate. They so feel like it's basically yeah, like you'd have to old be... school K two soul. Yeah, but even it's even a little bit thinner and less protected, so you could still do soles. You'd wear it down or whatever, but y- like the amount of material that's taken off, like even when you look down at your feet, there's yeah. not that thick plastic around the edges, so it's like it feels like you have a like a shoe and then a cuff and then it you'll like it a lot. They remind me of they're very minimal if you take the sole plates off. Really? I think it yeah, it might that's how I'm going to skate them when I come to Vancouver. So Really? Without the soles, yeah. yeah. Well, I like having but, uh, that option for the sole. Yeah, the I know soles. because the 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 sole is really really well made. Like it's yeah. it's really hard material. So if you want to do lots of grinds, then then I would say keep the sole on. But I, but I would recommend just trying them without just to see. Yeah. Well, my game plan is I've been using the the K2 power blades for everything, um, and yeah. just trying to get really used to them for for the power blading edit. And then yeah. once that's done, I'm gonna be rocking sebas for like cones and like rec skating and then I'm going to convert my K2s into 100% aggro blades with uh <laughs> with face wheels and I'm and they're going to be my aggro blades and then I'm going to use Seba. Have you gotten your Sebas yet? No, no, I'm going to I'm waiting until after we're done filming this this powerblade edit and then I'm going to get them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to to rock some Sebas. Are what are you going to... You're going to use Caltics on your aggro um, blades? Maybe just some Volo fra- frames. Yeah. Just, I, yeah. I've gone back to the Volo frames as well. Um, I do like the Caltics, but um, I think for most for most maneuvering around and like stair rides and stuff, uh, they're no good. They're really good for grinds. Yeah, really good for grinds, but I, I, I just find that yeah, I went back to the Volo frame. I might, I might try them again, the Celtic frames, but I find the groove to be a little bit too deep. And steroids are an important part of my inline skating daily diet. They are. They're very important. Yeah. Um, have you skated recently? Yeah, I've been uh, trying to do at least a couple nights a week of uh, cone skating. We've been hitting the oh, cones sweet. pretty hard. Leon is so good at cones. <laughs> He's so, I don't want to see it. He's he is the best cone skater in the world, Joey. He is. He's the best. And and I'm pretty good. I'm I'm getting a lot better, but Leon is the yeah. best. He is so oh. fucking good. It's ridiculous. It's funny. It's 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 ridiculous. He could go to Korea and and beat all those little girls. <laughs> like so good. <laughs> that would be amazing if he did. Yeah. He's, he's got a he's got still like really good style when he does it too, right? Yeah. He's got his classic Leon style and he's amazing. He's just on that, fire in life. He put out an aggro edit recently that was really good. So good at Richmond. See that? Yeah, at Richmond's yeah. park. It's so yeah. good. You could tell he was someone who hadn't skated aggressive skates in a while and then it just seemed like skating sebas made him 
really, I don't know, skate differently. In some strange way, he just seemed like he, he had renewed vigor on oh, totally. aggro blades yeah. from, skate, from taking a break. Yeah. What's that? All the, all the experience skating cones, it seemed like he just had a lot of control on his skates. And did you know when he filmed that edit, he had brand new skates? Oh, really? Yeah, that was his first night on those skates. That's he literally, ridiculous. Yeah, he literally took the paper out of his skates that night. <laughs> and that's he's a he, master. Yeah, he's, he's a, master. a blade master. Yeah, but he, uh, he, he admitted that anti-rocker feels like shit. Oh yeah, yeah. He's hooked on. I, he knows. He knows the uh, the the rockered setup feels way better. Oh fuck yeah! That's. I'm thinking I'm gonna go back to rockered. I have 60s flat right now, but I love banana rocker. It's so fun. Oh so good. Yeah, it feels. It just feels so good. It's pretty fast too. I don't know. I, I don't know what that's about, but it seems really fast. Yep. Like you can get speed really quickly on banana yes. rocker. Hey, remember. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, no problem. What were you going to oh. say? Oh, just remember when you would break it you'd break in skates back in the back in the day, quote unquote. Yeah. Dan and I if we got like it would take like sometimes 3 days to be able to royal comfortably on the courthouse ledge. Yeah. Like I would celebrate when I could royal on my skates. Because it took such a long time to break them. Skate break-ins is such an important thing. It is. We're, yeah. su- we're such an impatient, impatient culture over here in the Western world. We just want, we want instant results. We want to do six sit-ups in 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 one, like just six sit-ups, and then look at the mirror and like check to see if we have abs. Yeah. We're totally, <laughs> we're totally like that. Like, oh yeah, I went to the gym three times. I I definitely I'm seeing results like or or I'm just I don't like these skates that much in like one or two sessions. So funny. It's so true. Well, Diets and so, shit like that too. Yeah. Yeah. We want so instant silly. results. We're conditioned to get instant results. We're conditioned oh, to fuck. to want them. We spend so much time on computers and then if if like if a if a piece of software takes like 10 seconds longer to load than we expected, we get angry. Load. <laughs> Hurry. <laughs> The the South Park episode where they run out of where the internet goes out is amazing. Where the internet goes out? Fuck, I gotta get on South yeah. Park. What is what what's yeah. the episode? What is what happens? Oh, I think I've already said it before, but they they liken the internet going down to the Great Depression and like um <laughs> the dad freaks out at the start like it's that classic safari sign. Anyways, he freaks out, and apparently there's, like, word that there's internet in California. So everyone, like, starts going to California, and it's, like, a refugee camp where they all line up for internet. It's true. It's like, we're going, we're going to California. I heard, I heard there's some got... internet down there. <laughs> That's what would happen. Every Like, people would go crazy if we lost the internet, if, they, if, if we lost the internet in Canada society would fucking crumble and people oh, would be a good scene i don't a know a lot of people would die. well it'd be a bad it'd be everyone's put their eggs in that basket but in the long in the longer run it'd be a good thing i'm still obsessed with the idea like i asked my sister about it what would you what would your creativity become if you couldn't 
if you couldn't share it online with people, I love that idea that it would become like local community thing. Like your yeah. what what you love to create would have to actually change for the better, I think. In a lot of ways, yeah, you'd have to like communicate with the people in your area and then actually organize events where but then how would you organize events without the internet? <laughs> how would you promote There would be like you'd a have, You'd have to there... if if the internet didn't exist, you'd have to have money to promote No, there like they're... How would you No, there'd be like a town wall? you would yeah, you would just go back to being a crazy person that like it, there would be like a town square where everyone goes to find out things and you could be like, hear ye, hear ye, the rollerblading show is starting in one hour. <laughs> you know? Maybe. I, I'm you just not sure. Like Maybe. It, eventually it would, but like initially people wouldn't, people wouldn't like, uh, they wouldn't be capable of doing that because they're just so used to going online. Everything would shut down. Like people, there wouldn't, I don't know if people would adapt that quickly. Oh, I'm talking about after everything, everything shuts down, a certain amount of death and despair <laughs> and fighting, and then we start building shit back up. People would want to see live shows in their community of any kind. Oh yeah, for sure they would crave it. It would be or I'd be in the post. That would be a really interesting event in human history. That would be such an interesting event. Right now, everyone's so addicted to the internet. Everyone depends on it. The internet is like the heartbeat of humanity and then it it yeah. stops. It stops yeah. and people have to go without it. What happens? It would that, well, that would everything be a really interesting thing. Yeah, I, I imagine there's two ways that it could go in in the far future after this. Like a certain amount of people die, and it takes a really long time for a shit to get together, or or it actually brings people together, closer together, and people start to figure shit out and build shit back up again. So, but okay, I don't know. You, I, I imagine like all, all <laughs> like like all the buildings in Kamloops. Everything would just like be decorated in fucking like art, and it it would be like equal parts crazy art everywhere. But there would be gangs. It would just be like it would be like futuristic movie chaos. I don't know. It'd be a cool fucking movie to make. That's pretty much what I'm saying. That would yeah, be a yeah. cool movie to make, like well, in a been... small town. Yeah. It, it it's, it's fucked, it's, it's fucked up though because like if th that event will never happen without other really crazy events happening like the internet will never crumble without society going through a lot of fucked up shit first like if the internet ever crumbles it will be because a lot of people have died and the economy has totally collapsed and we're, we ran out of food. Like there would be all these other things that would lead up to it. It would never be like, okay, the world is exactly like it is now. And then suddenly, Oh, no internet. Someone just forgot. Yes, it to... could. I don't No, 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 it wouldn't. It couldn't. Well, apparently electromagnetic storms could wipe out, wipe it out. I don't know the science behind it, but I've heard that. Maybe, but we could rebuild it. It would get rebuilt. Maybe it would be down for a couple of days or a week. But to permanently... No, forever. I don't know. Really? <laughs> no. I don't know any... I don't know much about uh, electromagnetic storms. 
but no, I don't know much about um, uh, electromagnetic storms either. But that's what I heard, you know. Like, what is an electromagnetic storm? <laughs> it's something that wipes out the internet. <laughs> maybe. Well, have, I mean, well, yeah, maybe. I'm I, I'm not a scientist. I can't put it in a Bunsen burner and burn up some shit and give you a result. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I don't think I don't I don't think the internet could just like poof like. We lost it. Well, yeah, may, like, maybe, but but it might happen, and then people could could re-engineer it. I don't, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I it's actually Leon and I were talking about that. I don't think you can cut the head off. Like the U.S. government can't cut the internet off to the entire world. They can. Uh, that was they another can cut off the internet rumor. to a certain area, right? Yeah. But not. I think so. It is interesting, though. It's an interesting thought. It's uh, such an amazing thing to think about that it's it's like uh, human beings becoming more intelligent and connected. It fucking changed everything. Yeah. Everything. Rollerblading would have been dead for sure yep. if there was no internet. It would have oh, fucking sure. died. Died. There would have maybe death. been like... Total death. There maybe would have been people that... Maybe one company that still made skates, or uh, but I'm pretty aggressive, sure like aggressive after going skating in, would have died. Yeah, yeah, rollerblading would have been, wouldn't have. There, there maybe aggressive would have been skating. Like, yeah, there maybe would have been like a company that produced rec skates because there would have been a, still a, a small market for that, and then aggressive skaters would have had to basically continue doing what they did in the very beginning, like modifying rec skates to do their aggressive stuff or whatever they want to do. But it would be like. Rollblade well, lightnings, like no aggressive company or, would have been able to stay in business. Can you imagine that if 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 uh, something's not on television or in movies and there was no internet, like and rollerblading just couldn't get its foot in the door, like it goes out of the X Games, yeah, it would have dropped completely off the on. face of the earth. Yeah, totally. maybe there would have been like a really small maybe it would have been healthier on a super small level where there would have been like a tour of people that were really in i don't even fucking know i, I have no so. idea can't yeah. even consider that i don't even know what what that alternate reality would have been like i hope there's a technology where you can you can explore that alternate reality like you can ask it what would rollerblading have been like if there was no internet and then you can watch like a movie well, maybe kind of... there maybe there is an alternate universe with an Earth just like ours and people just like ours, and there's a counterpart to a Joey McGarry, but there is there actually is no internet. And then that would be cool. <laughs> and then that becomes a reality TV show for our dimension is the other dimension, and you can watch yourself in the other dimension and plug in variables like no internet, and then you can watch that reality unfold. That would be so cool. <laughs> it would be awkward though too, just like watching yourself and you can't control it. You would have to you would have to painfully see some of your quirks. Oh, if you think about it, like watching yourself on film is kind of like an alternate dimension. Yeah, watching That's true. Cuz it's 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 the past and you're watching yourself like I don't know, it's a really awkward experience to hear your own voice outside yep. of your like when you're not talking and listening to it from the same head that the voice is coming out of 
yeah. it sounds so weird. And it's like, I don't actually sound like that, do I? Yeah. Well, you don't even know if you sound like that because you don't know how other people hear your voice. You don't know what they attach to you when they hear your voice. Exactly. You'll never know. You will never know unless no. you can actually become them. The person? Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine if, that'll be the future of art is when an artist can actually create something and then transmit their consciousness into another being that didn't create that and then experience that creation from a totally pure perspective and then go back to the um, consciousness of the artist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then they'll they'll get such a crazy – they'll actually be able to see it from a pure perspective. That's pretty cool. That's a cool idea. I, I really like – you need to get your Okay. Phone? You know what's funny is Mason is calling me. I'm not. I'm not gonna answer that. I get a few phone calls a week. Like, can you take a hint, dude? Can no. you take a hint? Is he gonna leave a message? I don't think he can. I think either he can't take a hint, or he actually thinks that I'm just never home. Maybe he. That's what he thinks. Like, oh, he's not home again. Damn. Think? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I can't. I can't. Uh, that would can't be that, that would speak be on the behalf of his. Uh, that would be a consciousness you wouldn't want to upload yourself to. <laughs> that no. consciousness. No. You maybe in five or ten that. years, if that consciousness could maybe was adjusted a little bit, but I, with I, I wouldn't get into it. But the, there's some people who I, I'm not sure if they can ever change their consciousness. Everyone can, but there's uh, there's a few people who I'm not sure. If it's possible, the the our capability to adapt to things is is so amazing, is so incredible, but it's also the detriment to a lot of people where they adapt to such crazy shit and such fucking crazy shit works for them, and they just get stuck in it, and they it's impossible for them to get out of it because they've adapted to su like it works for them. Or they think it works for them, this this structure of thinking. Oh, that's bad, though. It, it, it might be what we're existing in, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Might I, be. Yeah, but I experience happiness more often than ever, so I Sweet. think I'm doing something right. Really? More often than ever? Yeah. How, do, yeah. how would you describe uh, happiness? For uh, being, being in flow and being in the moment, be it pretty much just comes down to being in the moment. That's it. That, yeah. That's like, and, and that's happiness quite a bit. It, when you're not projecting into the past or into the future, uh, when you're not attaching anything to the current situation from, it's hard to get there all the time. But it, you get it. You know, you'll get that feeling after skating. I've got it while working on. The video that I'm working on right now, I'll get it while I'm editing. Just completely in flow and completely sucked in, and it just enhances everything else. Like when you go to the store and you're in flow, you just feel better. You, you feel like uh, you're floating or something. Wow. Yeah. That sounds but awesome. The short version of that is being in the moment. That's it.
Yeah, and like accepting, it's also acceptance, right? Because you're not you're not expecting something to be a certain way. You're just experiencing it the way it is. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It's almost like it's almost like an like an absence of an absence of um. Thought. I don't know. I look like yeah yeah of thought like like happiness is almost like a it's it really is your default state and then it and then the more that you add to it the the worse it gets. Because so you just project, you just think into it too much. Yeah. And the yeah. default state is total bliss. That's the default state. What of ha of happiness? Like when you're in the moment. Yeah. When it's when there's no thought going on. When you're not. I was I was so grumpy this morning when I woke up. <laughs> I was so fucking grumpy, because I because it was such a beautiful day. Yeah. This this is this is the problem with beautiful days. It was <laughs> such that. it was so sunny and warm. And I woke up and I realized shit, I should really work on this thing that I've been neglecting for a long time. I'm, I should really start today and I made the decision that I'm going to try to work on this thing today. And it was such a nice day out and I got so resentful that it's my, it's my Saturday. It's it's one of my days of freedom, but I have to work on this thing. No, you don't. You go do something for a little bit, and then you go back and work on the thing. That's what you do. That's the secret. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm doing now. This is this is this is making me happy. Okay. I, yeah. This this is a smart choice. Yeah. You have to be. And light. drinking, drinking helps too. Oh, drinking alcohol. Yeah, drinking alcohol. Helps. Is that what you're doing? That's what I'm doing. Yes. What are you drinking? Golden Drake. Oh, sweet. You know what's another Golden really Drake or Golden Drake? <laughs> golden Drake is what I always call it. But then I, <laughs> I think it's really Canadian when I go Golden Drake. Golden Drake. <laughs> Fax is really good too. Fax, that one. I like Fax. Yeah, eight percent. Percentage is important. Yeah, I like I like uh, high percentage. Beers. I drank a little bit last night. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Not a not a lot, but just a little bit. Um. But I feel not necessarily grumpy, but groggy today. Cause let me tell you, I smell. I look very disheveled. Like that when you get into the editing world, um, everything around you becomes a mess for a little bit. Nice. You, your own personal appearance, your hygiene the cleanliness around you actually the the my space isn't too bad but things that i'm usually practical about fall by the wayside cool it's, it's just not it's important fi the fire burns and you have to just go nice and especially with this one because with uh with flip-flops and mushroom blading volume five they're incredibly meticulous the way they have to be put together yeah and the one that i'm working on now is very like there's a lot of space for me to just go. Like how I said, I always wanted to edit the same way that I write in a book, like at the same speed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where like what's what like really like, fast or? Well, no, like when you can translate ideas from your brain through a pen to the paper, you know, that speed that you can do it at. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be necessarily fast, but it's like, it's fairly easily 
to translate an idea from your brain onto a piece of paper. Yeah. Whether it be like a quick sketch or something like that. And then the, this editing style, this editingness, allows me to do that. Like, I can work really fast. Like, this is, this is pretty much going to be done in three or four days. Whereas those other videos take really long time. Sometimes you just have to huh. sit. Yeah. And it's the structure. It's the structure that you film the video in as well. Yeah. That the structure that we film this one out. There's some parts where it's just laid out, and I remember ideas that I wanted to implement. But I don't. How the fuck did I even get to that point? I don't know. Oh, but when you. Oh. What? What? Go for it. No, I'm done. You, well, what, while you were describing that, I was just thinking about the process of drawing. That's all I could. Like there's a there's a clear line between ex the experience of of meticulously trying to produce a specific thing, like when you're trying to draw something that looks a lot like something, and then there's the experience of drawing where it you're not trying to produce something that looks like something, you're just drawing and allowing what is going to happen to happen, and those yeah. are the always the more enjoyable experiences, and I find them to be m like more. Um, more important and more productive in a certain way because and they always turn out to be more interesting because it's something that you could have never just thought of on your own you had to go through the experience of creating it and then you can look at it but it's yeah. not like you're trying to create something that you're imagining in your head it, it there's something more powerful in that it's like you you messaged me and you said i think we've created a, like a a really good video by accident and i think that's always the the way the best things happen is by accident when you don't know what you're trying to create while you're creating it you just are following something and you know that something's there and you keep you know pushing and pulling and and following this gut feeling but you're like where is this going i have no idea but and then it results in something that you couldn't have even fathomed in the first place yeah you know? Yeah, that makes me think about how it's, there's a fine line between, I never used to believe this, but now I do. There's, for movies and videos very specifically, there's art and entertainment, and then yeah. there's some videos that'll, that'll sway closer to the art scale, and then there's some that will be sway closer to the entertainment scale. There's some really good ones that fall somewhere in the middle, um, and that, that, I don't know, made me think of that. Like, there's pure, like art which is such a silly word anyway it's like it, there's so much attached to it but art is that free that that free thing where allowing accidents to happen and a looser yeah. structure and then entertainment is kind of that meticulous planned uh you're thinking more about the audience and and it's less about the process totally yeah, entertainment is definitely more of a science. It's trying to create something that people are going to react in a very specific way to, and it's like um, designing the experience a little bit more. Whereas yeah, art is like totally selfish. It's more about the process of creating it, and you're <laughs> with art like you don't even know what is going to be the outcome. You're just it's yeah. it's all about process, and then whatever the outcome is, that's what it is, and like it or not. And sometimes it can turn really good. Sometimes people don't like it, but it's still it's in its own genre, and it's it can be like a lot more enjoyable to create that. Whereas entertainment is more like a job. You follow a formula, 
you make it a certain way. Yeah, you can inject a little bit of art into entertainment, but it, it's, yep. it's that's where it gets meticulous. And and art is about there's the idea and the execution, and it's about what exists between the two. Which my theory is part of whatever they call like our soul. You know, yeah, we have a soul. Yeah, that's like little glimpses of uh, articulating ideas, but it's not the actual. It's not the idea in your head. And what you execute is never what you tried to do in, in between those two. That's art. If I was to ever have my own explanation as to what it is. What a fucked up sense. word. <laughs> art? Art. What the fuck does that mean? Put it put an F on the front and then it becomes an awesome word. Ah. Yeah, way better. <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Art's a really funny word. Artist is a funny word. <laughs> I'm a pretty artist. funny word. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like I, and I, I don't. I don't try not to use those too much. Those words. That's it's just heavy, me. That's a heavy word. Yeah, and I think, I think, everyone, everyone is a creative person, and everyone's an artist, and I don't like that idea. Yep. Of uh, of one person being an artist and one person not being an artist. That's why I don't so I don't like bullshit. where people have taken those terms and what people have done with them. Yeah, it's so true. Everyone, <laughs> yeah, to dis to distinguish some people as artists and everyone else is that uh, no, people just do shit, and we're all we all we all possess our own powers that are unique and some people yeah. just push it harder some people just spend more time pursuing it and oh yeah we the make whole I... decisions and oh that more than ever the culture is not your friend i just i love that so much yeah so true it's all about the per your own experience what you are thinking and feeling at at this one moment that's there. what it is you just brought it back into the that's when you're happy too yeah when you're in the moment yeah that's it and not comparing yeah. your moment to what you perceive other people's moment as being it's just it's just what is yeah even and... even pain that's why even pain even even horrible experiences can can be pleasurable if they're perceived well, they're, in the right way they they're very funny. important they're yeah. very important for growth yeah um because there's no point where i look back there's there's points in my life where it's like how am i ever gonna get through this time <laughs> like when you're <laughs> in that moment you're like am i ever gonna like feel better and then there's never a point now where i look back and it's like you know what i haven't recovered from that we're yeah you're right we can fucking adapt to anything and any one of those experience has like in that certain level of being uncomfortable in some kind of situation has always thrusted me forward to a new yeah. place oh totally and a lot of my frustrations was because i became stagnant like a lot of the bad things was because i was stuck in a way of thinking or a situation that i i needed to take an action and uh move forward, jump off the cliff. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. 
Or yeah. kill the vampire. Kill the vampire. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Well, because I love that. Uh, the if you uh, vampires only come in when they're invited. Yeah. I love that. Very true. If you allow them to be, yeah. You have to learn not to invite them in. You yeah. want to be a nice guy. You want to be cool. Yeah. yeah, come on in. It's a party. Wrong decision. <laughs> Just be an asshole and tell that vampire to fuck off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's so many versions of vampires, too. There's like... There's there's some very subtle ones. There's some very intense ones. They're not. They can't. Sometimes they're not even human form. They're they're like a job or an activity. Rollerblading was a vampire at one point for me. It can be. Definitely. Actually, yeah. It can. It's like a shapeshifter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, the internet. It, all these like all these technologies. Any technology can be. Well, they're vampires. They're they vampires. can be a vampire, or they can yeah. be a very good thing in your life. It really just yeah. depends on how you use it. Yeah. They are shapeshifters. Think... Like, the internet can shapeshift into a vampire very quickly. It can be such a negative thing, or it can be a very positive thing, depending on how you use it. Absolutely. And the I, power I think... of a technology just depends on how far it'll swing both ways. Like, yeah, the more I powerful, really... the, more, the more of a vampire it can be. Mm -hmm. I always forget how important it is to remember that the internet is just a tool or your yep. phone is just a tool and you just have to figure out how you want to use them yep. and it doesn't matter how everyone else uses them or what's just use them as a tool at their best. They're just a tool. That's what I always think. And it's confusing because there's, there's an infinite way. There's an infinite number of ways to use the tool. It's a very, very complex tool. Well, and it's, it's a, not very, it's a tool that isn't like a hammer is clearly designed to hit a nail. It's a yeah. very clearly defined tool or you can turn it around and take out the nail. But the internet is, is this tool. It's this hammer that can, that can hit like a million different nails and it's up to the user. It's up to you to decide what nails you want to pound in and what nails you want to take out. And it's not, it's not so self-explanatory. It's very complicated. And then sometimes you can shift it into not being a hammer, but it becomes a stapler or it becomes <laughs> like a can of beer or it becomes a flower. It can a become rubber, a flower or a, a rubber, rubber vagina, vagina if yeah. you want it to. But it's up to you. And and sometimes you have to imagine what it can be and 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 make it so. You have the power to make it something that no one else has ever made it into. It's such a complex tool. It'll drive you fucking crazy. Or you can just spend the rest of your life just scrolling uh, Facebook news feeds. Don't do that. You could spend the next 50 years of your life moving your index finger up and down and looking at a Facebook news feed. If you, oh. if you choose to do so, you can. Yeah. There's not, there's not a lot of valuable experiences that I've had on, on – in terms of like – yeah, on Facebook, I like using it as a messaging system to connect with people. I like sharing things once in a while. You can share things that you've created. 
on Facebook and you can connect with people. That's about it. But in terms of like, I've never had some kind of like grand experience that's changed my life on Facebook. But you've never, you've, but it can't, but you've never like discovered like a really sweet video or something on Facebook. Uh, oh yeah, that's can. true. That's, that's the true. Thing. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But that, or like that, a a link that that it that needed a person though that needed a person that want a person needed to have the inspiration to share something of yeah. value. But that's so. the awesome thing about Facebook is that it's user driven. It's driven by people who have a certain intent. So if you want to, you can you can choose to to um, subscribe to people who you feel um, contribute things that you want to see and you can hide people that you feel contribute bullshit because there's a lot of people that contribute complete bullshit to Facebook and you can decide, okay, I want to subscribe to this person. I want to unsubscribe to this person in that way. It, it is an incredible system for like filtering what you're seeing on that feed. Yeah, that's true. Cause there are that's a lot true. of people who, who, who put things that they're like, yeah, this is going to be really funny. This is going to be really interesting, or this is going to be really important for people to see. I want people to see this. There's a lot of people that think that that way. And then there's a lot of people that just think I want to, I want to spray my jizz all over the screen. Cause I feel like a, uh, an emptiness inside. And I want to just like share with the world, my negativity or whatever. There's different, uh, there's different uh, ways that people use Facebook. So you can, but you can decide. You can be your own filter. That's the great thing about the internet is you can be. I, I remember you and Kevin were talking about like TV versus internet. Oh, and they're and, the same thing. But but it no, they're not the same thing because with a TV, you, you, the decisions are being made for you. This is what you're seeing. We're producing it this way. These are the advertisements you're going to watch during the commercial break. With the internet, you do have the power to make it your own experience. Do most people do that? No. But you do have that choice. You can say, okay, I'm going to watch uh, some things that I feel are educational or you know, interesting. You, you are driving it. But it's still it's – still, uh... Yeah, I agree with that. But Kevin, the way that he said it is like, um, like uh, I kind of interpret it as there's there's some very beneficial things outside of the computer and and television that uh, allow for introspection. That's kind of how I that that like silence and and working on yourself and not externalizing. Uh, Oh fuck! Like not, it's still entertainment, even if it's educational. That's the first time I thought of it that way. Was how he said that. Right, and you do need you you do need <laughs> right. time away from it. But yeah, and, and the internet can be as bad as television, but you can yeah. you can make it whatever you want. Um, that's true. That's I always true. like I always think if if it was a if it was a hundred years ago. And I lost the use of my legs. If I became paralyzed, I would kill myself. But in today's day and age, if I became paralyzed, I would find reasons to wake up every day and be really happy and excited about life because I basically have the world at my fingertips. It is such a beautiful thing that we have access to the internet. It is such a beautiful thing. 
I wouldn't. I don't. I don't. I. I. I won't curse it. I refuse to curse it. I love it. I love the internet. I'm gonna marry. The <laughs> I internet. love the internet. <laughs> yeah, why don't you fucking marry it? I got I'm a pee so to. bad. Entertain. What? Shit, I'm gonna. I. I need You're to pee, pee too. So, um, I'll call you back in like t- five minutes. Hello. Is this Joey McGarry from Kamloops, British Columbia, Canada? Yes, this is. Um, how may I help you? How was your pee? Um, wasn't in the top 100, but it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I took out a very large amount of cat shit during our break, and I put it down the tube, the uh, the garbage chute. Um, <laughs> A very large amount of cat shit and piss and litter. And I contributed that to the earth as my gift. Here you go, earth. Here's some cat shit and piss and cement in a bag. There you go. What are you going to do with that? (laughs) Do you know the crazy thing about cats? I've heard that, like, every cat has a greater... uh, um, planetary footprint than a person in Africa. And it's very true. Really? Yeah. They produce more of... trash and 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 garbage than uh than a person in Africa. Because of all their shit that you put into kitty litter. You basically yeah. Kitty litter can't can't be bad for the environment though. No, it's like, just isn't cement. it just what it's just like rocks. Kitty litter is broken down cement. Broken down. Broken down gravel. Broken down gravel. What what brand of kitty litter do you purchase? Um, the cheap stuff at Save On Foods. I don't know. It's like generic brand. I've, I love the pictures on kitty litter boxes and and <laughs> kitty litter bags, and I love the names like Fresh Step. It's like a picture of a cat that's really happy because it just shit. Cats are so awesome. So, are you getting a dog? (laughs) Yeah. Sweet. What kind of dog? Uh, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Remember when we were walking uh out to go skating and there was that lady with the dog, and I was like, I really like your dog. What kind of dog is that? She was like, it's a King Charles Spaniel. And it looks like a, just outside of your apartment building, there was a lady walking one. Yeah. There was this kind of dog that when I lived on Main Street in Vancouver, I would walk down this one block and there was always this dog that would just sit really quiet on the lawn. He's sitting there, would stare at me with like this super grumpy face, but not, (laughs) not, it was more like a cute grumpy than a bad grumpy. Yeah. And I just fuck I wasn't a huge dog person. I fell in love with this dog. And it's <laughs> the dog's name was Louie and he he was just super chilled out with his grumpy cute face. And then I finally found out that it was a King Charles Spaniel. And then the only other time I've ever asked anyone what kind of dog it was outside of, yeah, your apartment building this lady. I was like, This dog's amazing. What kind of dog is it? And it was the exact same dog that I would always see. Yeah. When I went for walks down the block, it was the, it was the same dog as Louis. So, uh, yeah, Lacey did some investigating and surprised me. We were, like, driving out 
to Clearwater, and we stopped, and she surprised me that we were looking at puppies, and they were the same kind of that nice. I've always talked about. So, um, yeah, it's fucking, oh, man, it's going to melt. It's going to melt hearts. And it's like, uh, it's got some cat vibes, too. They're really nice. chilled out and like to sleep a lot. So, yeah, having yeah. having a relationship with with an animal is is awesome. They're great teachers. Yeah, they're uh, they know how to chill. Yeah. Fucking dogs know how to chill. They know how they, to have a good time. They too. don't give a fuck. <laughs> cats have attitude. Girl cats oh. have such an attitude. They know they're the shit. Yeah. They have a pretty... Well, I don't know. <laughs> they have a good life, but they don't at the same time. It, like, Garfield... Garfield's a pretty good representation of a cat. But yeah. cats can't speak, so he could always do, like, wisecracks. You know? Wasn't he really... Wasn't Garfield really cynical? Yeah. Very cynical. It, well, it's like if That's... a human being was in a all-inclusive resort for their entire life, <laughs> they would just like everything's given to them. They're just like, but they're kind, they're stuck there, so they're not that stoked on anything, and they're they're they don't have that much, they don't have a lot of different stimulation coming in. They're just hanging out at the resort, hitting the buffet. Swimming up to the bar. I mean, it's good. It's a good life. It's easy. It's comfortable. <laughs> but how inspired are you going to be? Like, how how much can you actually do at that resort? What what kind maybe of if there motivation do you have? You know. Uh, well, if there is birds and things to catch. Yeah, but usually there's not because they're just like inside. And then, yeah, whatever. Like, what what are you trying to accomplish? Nothing. Because you, you don't need your... to accomplish anything. Do you ever ask your cats that? Yeah, I always. Yeah, I always ask them, like, what what is your purpose in life? <laughs> and they never have an answer. They just look at me and then walk away and go take a shit or go eat something. They, might, ask... have, they might have it right. They might maybe. know what's up. Maybe they say, purpose? The f- what the fuck are you asking me, you idiot? There's no purpose. You live. You die. That's it. <laughs> but there's... there's uh, the, the world of Tonky's face goes very deep, so I don't know. There could be a lot of turmoil deep beneath yeah. the surface. Yeah, I'm not I sure. Think- it's it's a tough thing when when you don't have when you get your uh, your balls cut off, or however <laughs> oh, they like yeah. spay cats. There's a lot of it's a lot of shit to deal with there. I mean, you're put on this earth for a purpose to to reproduce, and then that's taken away from you by these people who who feed you and they're really nice to you, but they cut your balls off. <laughs> It's really nice of you to take care of me, but why the fuck did you t- cut my balls off? And then you know you kind of want to run away, but it's a tough world out there. You don't, you got it, t- you got it made here, so you might as well stay. There's a lot of resent. There's a lot of confusion, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You've spent some time looking at Tonky's face, then, because I, 
Oh yeah. You have that figured out big time. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. You know who's awesome? I was thinking about this. Eric Bailey. He is really awesome. He's dead. He has. He's sexy. He has really good style. <laughs> he is so fast and powerful. He's amazing. He really is amazing. He's Underrated. like a. I was thinking about it. He's like a. He's like a warrior almost. Yes. Like he's like a little warrior. A hippie with skates warrior. On. Yeah. Well, he's like. There's something about that dude, like the Daily Bread article, about how he broke. What was it? He was like a quarter, or he broke the quarterbacks. He was the smallest guy on the team and broke someone's leg, or something yeah. like that. Like he was a star athlete. He you can is. tell when he skates. He's like a fucking warrior star athlete. That he. Yeah. When has that guy ever? He's always good. He's he yeah. never put. He's never doing bullshit. And he's almost underrated because he's so good all the time. Yeah, there's a there's people like that, but they're just so good that they become invisible because they're so good. It's like, oh yeah, there's Aragon, there's there's Eric Bailey, and it, it's it's that thing where it doesn't look that difficult for them, where it's like, yeah, yeah, it becomes invisible because you can't relate to it. But Eric Bailey is so good. It's so funny. People are a big big fan of like um i do like uh like that jeff stockwell park edit or whatever um but i really like eric bailey skating skate park yeah there's something about eric bailey skating skate park that i really like Fuck. i don't know what it is the, but... the amount of control he has on bowls but it's like he's ridiculous he's do you know his section in shred till you're dead have you watched that I have not recently. There's some things that he does that are so fucking dangerous in that. Yeah. Like, uh, there's this thing where he does like a fakey kind of snake run thing, and it, he's going, I think, probably full speed, and he does this fakey 180, and just the way that it's this into this huge bowl, and then he does this 360 topsail on like this thing that looks like it has oververt, and just how controlled he was. During the whole, he was, and sometimes he looks out of control but in control. Yeah. There'll be yeah, like little sequences where he's like just between, and there's like a lot that come, a lot that that like, uh, I don't know, a lot that I connect with, almost like Shima, where how half he said, um, you don't know if he's gonna get it, but then he gets it. But ha or sorry, Bailey's a little bit smoother, but he does have that like when he's going really fast towards something. Yeah, he, he like is. knows he's gonna get it. Yeah, Jesus. I don't know. I was just thinking about him, and then you know when you think about like a certain skater, and you're like, wait a minute, that person's fucking awesome, and then you start watching yeah. some of their sections. And yeah. he, I've had I that wasn't... thought. I've had that exact feeling about Eric Bailey. Really? When? Uh, oh yeah. When when he first like emerged again, like he was always an ASA pro. He was like a little kid that was doing well on ASA, but he wasn't, uh, he didn't like put out sections and stuff. He was kind of like in the Jaron Grob category for a long he, time. Well, and then he, he got on crazy... Roses. Oh he yeah. He came out with yeah. those, those, those sections where he was in majestic 12s and he was the oh. park sections. Remember those first, yeah. and they were so incredible. He was skating so fast, so much control. Um, he was really in like, oh, a yeah. I always of his loved... own and, 
Holy fuck. Yeah, and he's timeless too. His all of the skating that he's done, it it's gonna just always it's gonna age really well. It's not gonna look like oh, this is from this specific era. He's just always kind of Won't that be that'll be so interesting when everything that's coming out now is old school? Old. Yeah. Like when, yeah. when all the Eric Bailey sections, it's in like 20 years when people are looking back like, oh man, remember Eric Bailey? Like he was so good. Imagine that. Like that's coming. That will happen. It's such a hard thing to wrap your head around that right the, like, like the, the people at the top right now eventually will be the past. Like yeah. Alex Broskow eventually will be a legend. He will be like, the past like people will show like new skaters like oh man you don't know skating until you watch some like alex broskow sections from 2012 like yeah yeah school and they'll be like yeah he's all right but he doesn't do like the shit that this guy does like <laughs> 20, in 2030 like what are the top dogs gonna be doing oh i oh i wish it it's gonna go more the way that i i selfishly would want to see skating go but it's really hard to say I hope as long as they're still directions. kind of i think it will that is the best like... thing it could do yeah it should go no, as long well it should progress that's, i that's hope it progresses to... in a lot of different ways and there's a lot of different because there really is like in skating there's so many ways you could push right yeah and i hope it's it happening could... right now it is yeah Just... But, but uh, there's just there's still something about there being these silly standards. I think that just has to do with um, it's like kind of happening. But rollerblading as an act, or sorry, agro skating. The Chris Edwards, the first Daily Bread cover is like uh, I think it's 20 years old now. And then wow. you think about how you were as a person when you were 20 years old and how many identity things you still had to go through that yeah. I, I think it's probably won't get that interesting until rollerblading gets around 30 or like late late 20s so i think there's like there's a long time before people really start to break off and become liberated from from all the marketing and that like all of the marketing and stuff is still uh there's a lot of like teens and early 20 people who just follow all the marketing and think that that's what it is so yeah yeah insecurity you're you're not completely secure with who you are when you're 20 and rollerblading's 20 so that's i always use that as like my reference point but the the totally. internet is the internet is speeding up that growth yeah i i i read the best fucking thing though on the message board on the mushroom blading board. Did you read that thing about um I'll try and bring it up. I fucking love that quote that we entered the we entered the scene as posers. Like our our grand entrance to the world was as posers. Yep. It was. And we and what did he say? And we may be destined to stay that way. We may be fruit booters our whole life, so why not just do whatever the fuck you want or something like that? And I was like, holy shit. Like, someone <laughs> speaks the truth finally. Yeah. You no, know, like, there's so many people who who would not admit that, 
yeah, we entered as posers. That's how we're viewed right now. We're like we're viewed as posers. And Rollerblading's what, bad yeah, enough, we might but like always doing be that. skateboarding esque maneuvers on rollerblades, <laughs> we may always be that, unless. Unless, like you said, there's a bunch of people who take it so far in so many directions, then maybe some shit can happen where, like, but it doesn't have an identity. And then the other thing that we've talked about before, there's no, there's no cultural reference point, except for all of the the jokes, the '90s stuff. There's no, you can't just put your finger on on rollerblading right away. Yeah. And aggressive skating just sounds like a fad in general. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, Pretty really much it's, it's, that Paul Crick answer is really what? Well, really, it's the people that that do it that define what it is. Like people look at skateboarding as being Tony Hawk, or they look at biking as being Matt Hoffman. Like they're the people that do it define what it is. It isn't yeah. anything until someone takes it and does something with it. And the funny thing is, is that people have taken rollerblading to such crazy levels of doing like fakey 540s to sweat stances and and insane tricks and the general public does not give a fuck they don't care <laughs> yeah it doesn't it's not I like they, it's idea. not like they see that and they're like oh my god like rollerblading is really <laughs> awesome that that doesn't happen People, people used to always talk about, oh man, if if the public could just see what we do, they do see what you do, and they're not impressed. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's. <laughs> it is really funny still, like that. I, I love, I love rollerblading i think it's so fun but the denial that exists <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is like the denial in this activity is so over the top over the it's top. like the defensiveness like uh um there is another post i love i love that idea that that uh that rollerblading will never be what skateboarding is and it can only be something if it if it starts to actually think itself as something different yeah. <laughs> like instead of trying wanting so hard being that 20 year old kid that want like oh your cooler older brothers your cooler older brothers bmx and skateboarding like there's 20 years of you just want to be them so bad and you want everything that they have but you're you're not at the the age yet where you've developed the ideas that you're an individual and you can do whatever you want and start to look inside of yourself and find that unique voice no not happening no. still no but you deserve it there's been <laughs> no you don't deserve it because you but have look you at me need more time look at what i can do <laughs> look at me I yeah deserve i it yeah, I saw you on your skateboard the other day. You did the thing. No, you know? they were rollerblades. Oh. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Same. It really, really is. It's got wheels <laughs> under your feet. It's the same shit. 
You were, you Here's another idea that, I, that I've And the skateboarding came first, so that's what people are going to refer to. That's what they see. Yeah. Oh, my. Is that Mason oh, again? Oh, my God. Who's this? Oh, shit. There you go. It's not for me. Thank God. I don't want to talk. Don't call me. If you're listening, don't phone. call me. Phone. I don't want to talk. Fuck. So, yeah, I feel good when I do have a phone conversation, but I'm really terrible at answering my phone. I'm not a phone person. Never do you, been. Do you look at the number like, oh fuck, I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to talk to that. I just there's fear that comes up when someone <laughs> calls me. <laughs> I'll go through phases though where I I find answering the phone is very rewarding. Yeah. It can be. It reminds me that I can do it. Yeah. I get angry I, I when, can people, do it. when people think that they need to answer it. Like when people feel obligated to answer the phone, it's like you don't need to answer it. Just because someone is calling you, that doesn't give them the right to assume that you you are going to answer. They don't. You don't yeah. need to answer the phone. That's, that's up to you. And you do <laughs> not need to feel bad for not answering. You can decide. Do yeah. I want to talk to this person? Not right now. I won't answer it. That's your decision. I just yep. think, there's I a think certain it's a bad. It's bad, like to think that you need to. Like, oh yeah, someone's calling me. I need to answer. No, you don't. Yeah. There's a certain degree of selfishness and stubbornness that you need to enjoy life, and that's one of the choices that's related to that. You got to be stubborn sometimes. Yep. You just gotta. You gotta know what you don't want in your life, yep. and know what you want equally. Yeah, I think. Yeah, don't like accept. Don't Todd, accept. I'm so fucking close. Oh, I'm shit. so close to finishing this video. Oh, I'm so close. We're talking oh. about like bridging two little parts. I'm oh. pretty much just one song, and uh, and a few. I like to go over it and and. When I watch something, I'll be like, oh, it might be interesting if there would be this here or you just a little bit of decorating. I like yep. to decorate. Oh, I'll shit. go through it once more and decorate. Over decorating is bad, but um, yeah, the new stuff that I've done since I sent it to you, <laughs> you should be excited. It's oh, good. I'm so I'm hoping I'm hoping sun Sunday night. I'll, I'll try and send you if I finish it today, I'll send you like the other half that you haven't cool. seen. And then I'll probably add a little bit of stuff. But um, oh, I'm so yeah. excited! I loved what I saw. I might need to take. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed editing for it the listeners. Together. You f so funny. What? We're talking yeah? about Wacky Mode Two, Part Two. <laughs> yeah. Joey's it's, been working uh, on that. Yeah, happened out of nowhere. I sucks because i there's things that i there's a lot of things that i have to work on but if it if it comes calling if i if it happens i just gotta go with it yeah get it out there i just have to like yep. i may smell bad and and my hygiene might not be good and things might be messy but i just have to give into it and once it's released into the world or onto the internet or whatever once it's gone then I can move forward with a bunch of other things. So, I we I'm yeah, 
that relates to the stubbornness and selfishness. You just need that sometimes. Yep. You got to do it. Um, and I don't think I can, I don't think I can, after the power blighting edit, which, um, yeah, I'm really excited to film that. I, I don't know if I can return to regular formats, making stuff. There's well, something about the way that this, the way that, this video turned out that's really exciting that I'd love to go more in this direction. But for sure. We'll, see. well after watching it, I there's feel so the much you way. can do. Yep. There's so much you can do within this. Yep. This format. And it, and it, and it's, uh, what I really like about it is it's really <laughs> unique and strange and weird, but it's very distinctly rollerblading. A lot of the parts in it I've found. There's a lot of yeah. things in it that is very uh, rollerblading, yeah. which is going to, I think, for better and for worse for lots of people. But that, we can't talk anymore about it. We don't want to ruin it. <laughs> well, really, yeah. Ro can't ruin it. Like video, I think in general, people need to create videos that aren't just about making them look awesome. They need to make videos that are more like... Uh, experiences that are more that are less about them it's more about the video like robot or yeah robotting and skateboarding videos in general are about the people and they're about like showing how awesome these people are but how, why not make videos that are about the video itself about yeah like, of course sh expressing something through the video that's more than just showing how awesome the people in it are i mean it's it's awesome watching awesome skating it's awesome watching yeah. awesome anything but you can use what you're doing to create like a like an experience that's like why not be like a weirdo or like i always relate it to movies where a movie you'd it's not always a like sometimes it's about showing how awesome a character is, but yeah. oftentimes it's about showing how stupid a character is or how pathetic or how or you use the character to explain something about life. Why not use a role bending video format to express something about life or about whatever yeah. you want that's different than yeah. this person is awesome. He's so awesome. You should buy these skates because this guy is so awesome, and he wears these skates. Yeah, that's. I find the older I get, the I don't. I, I really enjoy watching sections of people, and I think that format. There will always be people who look at that format with rose-colored glasses and want to make sections. And there's a lot of. I think that won't For go sure. away. It has. But I find place. myself. Yeah, it does. I find myself really connecting less and less with that format it's like i don't even doesn't even matter what it is like it could be the craziest bmx or skateboarding section with such insane tricks that someone worked on for two years and like three surgeries and but if it's in that format it's still like yeah there's lots of people who are can do really crazy things and put yeah. it to a song but like to make me feel something I, I'd much rather feel something or have that, like, have my soul stirred. Yeah, well, 
also it's like you you've been around for a long time you've watched a lot of skate sections you've seen that over and over and over you've seen coupe de tat you've seen like uncloned and brain fear gone you've seen people be awesome yeah over and over and over and over and even if you are really awesome now you're still doing something that i saw fucking 10 years ago you're still seeing something i saw i saw the John Elliott section in Brain Fear Gone. <laughs> I saw the second Shima section in US uh, Coupe de Tat. Like, I've seen this shit. You can't pull that on me again. Like, this has happened. You're just doing the same shit I saw 15 years ago. And it, yeah, you're, you're really good. Awesome. That's good. And I'm sure young kids watching it are going to be blown away. And they're going to be inspired. And that's great. That's awesome. But you're still doing something that we've seen like 15 years ago when there are so many different things that you could express with rollerblading. Now. Oh, yeah. There was a famous quote. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was the, the famous Japanese director, Kurosawa. I, I think he's Japanese. But Sounds like Japanese. famous Famous director who, uh, Seven Samurai is his main movie that he's known for. He was like on his deathbed. He was old, pretty old. Like, I don't know. I'm just ballparking like 80 or something like that. And uh, his later film, Dreams, was really fucking cool. If you haven't seen Kurosawa's Dreams, you should watch it. Uh, It was like unlike any of his other stuff that he had made. But on his deathbed, he said that he some quote along the lines of he was just starting to realize the possibilities of film. And he was, he had been a famous director, like making like film wouldn't be the same without him. Like, I don't think star Wars would have been made if it wasn't for Kurosawa. Like that's how important of a figure he was. This guy's on his deathbed been working with film for, I don't even know. Probably he had been working with it since the beginning or close to, and he was just starting to realize the possibilities of it. Whoa. And so that's what kind of, you know, the more stuff that we make, the more I realize we don't, we're just not even scratching the surface yeah. of what can be done, of what yeah. can be done. But we are lucky that we're in the internet age where you can make stuff, it's easier to make stuff, it's easier to get cameras, it's easier to find inspiration online. So yes, the internet is good that way. Yeah. to bring it back we're, we're lucky but i just i i get overwhelmed sometimes about when you do break away from the traditional skate video format how many possible styles of videos that yeah. we can make before we die like i i yeah. definitely want to get cl- more into uh cinematic stuff with like like just bizarre cult art <laughs> Just bizarre skate videos. Well, I always, I always really think w- that I always think that we're we are really just babies. We're new at yeah. this. I mean, culture views yeah. us like we've been making videos for 15 years. Culture views that as being a long time, but we are That's so not. young. We are in in life terms, in rollerblading terms, like we're we're babies. And I really hope that we yeah, can nothing if we could create rollerblading videos for another two three hundred years imagine the videos that we'd be making (laughs) in 300 years like if we can if we can avoid death 
for that long and we can have healthy bodies for that long, like some people might look at that as a really silly thought, but technology is getting to a point where we, it, it might be possible. It might be possible for us to be healthy for 300 years. What, what role blading video, what, what will mushroom blading 150 look like? Like what, what will we, what will we make? Because you always think like, oh, okay, we've done this. Like there's not, it's all, it, even when Cirque du Soleil came out, it's like, okay, this is awesome. But like, what, where are we going to go from here? Like, this is, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. You always look at it as, okay, this is probably the pinnacle of what we're going to be making. Like when you made like Cirque du Soleil, you were probably, you probably thought like, okay, this, this video is really awesome. This is probably the climax of my like role blading artistic career, <laughs> whatever. Right. I remember I was dogged for a while and that's why I became obsessive about, we had to film for two years <laughs> because <laughs> I was dogged by the, for, that format. And then that's why better than baseball was like kind of painful because I was still kind of stuck to the format and structure. So you just said and it. Then, it's almost but like the best part than, about better than baseball was almost like was almost like just trying to make us a, a better Cirque du Soleil. That's what better than baseball was. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It was and like try, trying. Yeah. yeah, really hard to make. Trying really hard to make a classic skate video. That's what. It was. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it and it was interesting that it was made in that time because. Uh, whatever however many years go on it was kind of pre posting stuff online but dvds you couldn't really you still couldn't really sell them and i that video is still interesting but um yeah Cirque du Soleil <laughs> i remember watching it one time i think right after it was done and i was like fuck that it was almost like well there's no point in making another video because I no. kept thinking about that style, like, yeah. oh, well, it has to be funnier and more entertaining. And I just completely <laughs> lost the whole idea. And then so mushroom blading, for better or worse, it's just trying to make a different video each time. Yeah. And, well, and pretty much, I think, and, I think Cirque du Soleil was the classic video. You can't beat Cirque du Soleil. That you, video You tried awesome. to beat it in Better Than Baseball. But it was just yeah, like more work. more bloated and more try. I mean, yeah. better than baseball is a good video, yeah. but it was more bloated. It was just more try yeah. hard. Cirque du Soleil was like yeah. the natural. It was the classic video. You can't beat that. Yeah. It so was. then go yeah, do, it other it w- do other stuff. Do other stuff. Better than baseball is the bloated double album. Yeah. Where there is band turmoil. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then and then uh, then there's a hiatus after the double album and a series of EPs and then and then the band comes back with a new lineup and and renewed vigor but they have to go through a painful process of of trying to like unmake what they know and then try and start from scratch and they might might release some albums that are like pretty good there's parts that people like and there's songs that people like but there's still like pe- people I don't know do you know where I was going with that? Yeah, it's like a a, a phase of of experimentation, and you need to shed, yeah yeah you need exactly. to kill the vampires 
<laughs> and you need to just yes. experiment with different shit and some of it works some of it doesn't some some people like it a lot of people don't and it's like transitioning into whatever that new thing is but at least you're not just like being a pathetic old man just like preaching the old news over and over and over you can't do that forever you you got you need to change you need to progress you do one thing that's cool that's great go do another thing keep pushing go into zones that are uncomfortable don't be afraid to suck keep a, like following following whatever inspiration you have inside you even if you don't know exactly where it's going to go and then eventually it'll become something that's polished and it'll become like a Cirque du Soleil on a different level or it'll be exactly <laughs> exactly or it'll be what or it'll be what I don't know <laughs> I don't know because no, I'm not you, supposed uh, to know you, you... I'm not supposed to know at this point yeah I don't need to know and, and, and you don't need to know it's yeah and it's very important we're we're talking about all these videos it's very important to consider the fact that nobody fucking cares for the most part <laughs> yeah about what most, we're making most people don't give a fuck most people no. are listening to this conversation like what the fuck are they talking about i don't yeah. care i don't this care is... about their stupid rollerblading videos most people yeah. don't give a shit and no. of course they don't give but a shit that's why they're what? so fun to make yeah they're so fun to make. There is, there is nobody to answer to except for whatever you want to do. Exactly. Pretty much. There's no goal. There's no like product that we need to sell with this. There's no, no. Like, number of people that we need to sell this T-shirt on or this, this skate. It's not about selling anything. It's not about – it doesn't matter how many people like it. It's yeah. totally selfish. We can make what we feel is important, or at least what we feel is a positive direction. Or uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. Why do we do it? Direction. Why, why do we do it? Why? Yeah. Why are we so obsessed? I'm so obsessed with rollerblading and with mushroom blading, like what we make. Yeah. It's uh. It's infinite. It's that in touch with the, it's in touch with some kind of that infinite idea, like that infinite black hole of ideas swirling around that you can just keep drawing from. Or sorry, the ocean, the soup, whatever you want to call it. You can just keep fucking fishing. It's like just an oh. endless ocean of fish, and you can catch little fish. The David Lynch thing, like. You can catch a little fish once in a while. You can catch a big fucking fish. You can go so deep and catch a f like maybe something. There might not even be a fish, like something that you didn't even know existed. I think that's what it is. Yeah, we're out on endless... this ocean. We don't want to just go back to the shore. We are no. out in a massive ocean. Why would yeah. we just go back to the shore? There's there's tons of shit to be caught in this ocean. Yeah, it's also the rabbit seen... hole. There's different names for it. Yeah, How but far really, you want to go the rabbit yeah. Hole? I think we. I just have. I just know that there's a there's a fish with my name on it, and I want to keep fishing. 
I don't want to yeah. go back to the shore. Like they, there's a bunch of people, they got a fire and, and they're cooking wieners on the fire and roasting marshmallows. And they're like, come back, come back, come to the shore. Let's hang out. Let's have a good time. And it, it would be a good time on the shore. I don't want to go to the shore. There's a huge fish in this ocean for me. Yeah. I'm going to stay out here. I'm going to keep fishing. You're going to, and you like, you got to go there to come back. So you're going to come back. You might leave yeah. again. You might have to come back for a little bit. Yeah, bring you might you, you might be like you might be closer to the shore at some points. Yeah, like within within a safe distance of what you know, like or you can go way the fuck out Dude. into the ocean. Go you can into get in darkness. Super indulgent. Super deep. You can't even see land. All you see is water, and then you're fucking stuck out there. The That's ultimate scary. thing, like. I would love to make one. Do you remember the movie The Holy Mountain, right? Of course. Of course. Oh shit! Can you imagine a like a rollerblading video made in that style? Like if, it, like just a bloated like somehow, if you just had like a investor or something that was just like go as crazy as you want. Here's four million dollars or something like just oh, making shit. something so over the top. Cause uh, what's his name? Hodorowski, Alejandro, I don't know how to say his name, the director, he thought that uh, movies were more powerful than any drug in the world, like that they that you could have a more powerful experience watching a film than you could on acid. Oh, yeah, they and that's they, it has that potential for sure. It does. Yeah. And and uh, and not that I'm saying a, a rollerblading video could be powerful, but you could. there's a lot of ideas that I have that like I like you said we're fucking babies I want to make some videos over the years as I get older and wiser and better at like the craft of making stuff with visuals and sounds like I want to make stuff that's they don't resemble rollerblading videos but there's rollerblading in it but it could have a much wider uh, uh, it, not a, not a wider audience because you're not making it for that but they naturally progress into something that more people might want to watch or people might want to share with people because it's a cool experience. Yeah. So if that makes any sense, you kind of already said that. It makes a lot of sense that, that you might be, that you might have to make those experimental albums as a band. Like you might have to make like 12 of them and then naturally some kind of structure or style starts to form. And it's almost like you're creating your own language through the medium or whatever yeah yeah well it's very it's very powerful to not be afraid to put out things that people won't like it's very important to have that attitude because then that can lead to something that no one would have done if they hadn't have gone through all those experiences like what if we made like a hundred experimental videos and then through that we were granted $10 million to produce a movie, a video. Like what would you do if someone, if an investor came to you like Joey, I really love uh, the videos that you guys make. I think you're really talented. Here's 10 million bucks, make a video. (laughs) What would you do? The uh, pretty much the story that we talked about, it it would be a, yeah, it'd be like a, like a feature length movie. And it would be science fiction about a character that has wheels 
attached to his feet, and he's a freak, and he, he lives in a world. An, is he an alien, or is he? Uh, yeah, well, it's like have you ever if you ever watched the man who fell to earth, David Bowie? Yeah. Um, he is an alien. Like he, like David Bowie. That was the first movie he was in, and it was amazing casting because David Bowie looks like he could be an alien. Yeah. Uh, just something like that. So. It it would be ambiguous. I don't know if the person would be an alien or not, but yeah, that I have lots of ideas. We we talked about it on that one podcast. I would make something like that. I would want to yeah. make it like like Terry Gilliam science fiction, Holy Mountain, but I would want it to have uh, the heart and soul of anything that we make. I would want it to be really wow. funny and uh, just like that. That's. If that's if there's one thing that I always think about is that like I want to make a movie, but I I'm incredibly patient with my own development as a human yeah. and as making videos and stuff. I don't care awesome. if it happens. That's so when awesome. Like 40, that's such a healthy when I, attitude. When that's I'm such a healthy attitude to be like, patient. I'm just learning. I like the idea of like if I had a were you know worked on these videos on the side had the business where i like slowly learn stuff about you know working with people filming stuff and then like in 10 or 15 years and teaching i would love to teach kids as well i think i would i just want to have a big 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 body of knowledge and experience and then fuck who even knows i could make my first movie when i'm like 50 but it'd be an awesome movie yeah so i don't care Patience. People need to be more patient. Very true. People expect to because just... it uh, and and I think like the the educational system is partly to blame for that kind of impatience. It, it the educational system teaches you like okay you need to be a star athlete or you need to be an A student and you need to get a scholarship to college or else you are going to be a fucking piece of shit for the rest of your life you need oh, to have yeah. it figured out by the time you're 18 you need to be a perfect human being and that's your one shot if you don't nail that then you are doomed to work at mcdonald's for the rest of your life <laughs> the that's best what they fucking of... teach you the thing that's so funny about that is like if you were really smart with your money, you could fucking work at McDonald's for a certain amount of time, be really focused on like building something outside of that, building like finances or some idea or working on something. And then then if you have like a bet, I don't know, like the options are endless on how you want to live your life. The biggest thing about going to high school and what you were talking about is that you have to like relearn your creativity once you get out of high school. So well, you and that, constantly oh. need to relearn your creativity. And you how many people need to question it? Yeah. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. That's that's kind of been like the theme when we talk about these videos. Um, uh, like such a big. Oh shit! Where was I gonna go with that? Farting brain. I love the part <laughs> in in yours and James' podcast when you guys complimented each other. And then it just got really quiet for a bit. Like, <laughs> you guys talked about how it's hard to come back from a compliment. I love that. It's a distraction, yeah. Compliments are distractions. It breaks you out of flow. Because you're <laughs> no longer thinking about the idea that you're thinking about. You're thinking of yourself. And yeah. then that breaks you out of it. <laughs> oh, I remember what I was going to say. I remember what I was going to say. Uh, there's, I, can't, I don't really know anyone around our age right now who just, just 
made a beautiful transition from from like high school to university straight into a dream job and they're doing it up big now it's like that whole idea <laughs> is is has been scrambled that uh our generation is gonna have to tough it out for a long time yeah <laughs> like that's we have to life is a struggle patient. like we yeah. have to have to like maybe work at that job for a while or work at whatever it is for a while like we can't keep switching things and like spending money but we do spend like we're so bad about like we were marketed to very intensely and we we love the lifestyle of going out for food and drinks and buying stuff because we grew up you know watching a lot of tv and we can't sustain it but like we want freedom but we're not very good with freedom and we want a good job but we wouldn't stay at one job long enough for it to maybe grow into some, I don't, do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, like we're really such a we, chaotic time right now. Yeah. Well, we're conditioned to think that we deserve a lavish lifestyle. We deserve to eat out all the time. We deserve to drink and spend money and, and people who don't even have good jobs. They don't even have income. They live that lifestyle. That's why you see the the credit cards like getting racked up. People think they deserve. They are entitled to this lifestyle, and and they're exposed to all this media where there's like 20, 22 year olds getting mad rich, and they think that's like a natural thing. Like everything that we see on TV is like young people getting crazy rich, doing mediocre or easy shit they're just like showing their face on tv and getting millions and then they can do whatever the fuck they want we watch jersey shore and snooki is a dumbass but she's getting millions of dollars and she can do whatever the fuck she wants and it's kind of like we think that that is the lifestyle that we deserve but we're working at these like shitty jobs and so it's a it is a big distraction. It's a very confusing time. And then to think about producing things that won't make us money or being patient, creating things that won't make us money or working on a road that, okay, it might pay off in like 20, 30 years. That's preposterous. That's like when your debt is like $100,000 to think about doing something that'll pay off in 30 years. That's silly. So, yeah, it is a really confusing time. You know what's funny, too? That we get no financial anything for making these videos. That's a good we thing. Make them, we make them because we want to make them, and, and we make them because we have to make them. It's something we have to do. And I believe strongly that it's money in the bank. I believe that every time I go out filming with you – that it is effort being put – I believe it will come back to me in financial terms. I do. I believe in 30 what? years – I do. I believe 20, 30 years down the road, all this effort will will come back to me in monetary value. The, the bet Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Yeah, I believe that. Okay. Well, 100%. Give me some of it. Give me some of it when you get it. Are you You'll talking be about the better too. than baseball? You'll be getting it too. The better than baseball live show reunion tour. It's just a matter of it. It, it is. It is intellectual property, and it is. It, it's. It's content. It's value. It is like 
I think it will find a way to 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 make money. Like there'll be a large enough audience that companies will pay to be attached to that audience. That audience is growing. It is tangible. I can see it growing. I can see fucking Google Analytics. And like I said, this is the beginning and we are doing very well. And if you project it 15, 20 years into the future, we will have a very large audience and there will be opportunities to profit. I don't think so. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no, but I, no, I don't I, think uh, so. If any, I think, if anything, so, you're, maybe your your kids' kids are gonna get some. Your yeah, your kids' kids or your <laughs> kids after you're dead might get royalties from. Maybe someone needs like some vintage inline skating footage or something like that. No, it'll happen sooner than that. It's coming. Man. Trust me. You you stay with me. Just you hang out. The most. You're on my side. Dude. The most popular. <laughs> the most popular television show in in 2100 is like they just do fucking shit talking commentaries on rollerblading videos like rollerblading is just still getting shit talked like the only money that we make is just people buy the videos so they can shit talk them and use the footage <laughs> to de continue to degrade rollerblading well if who knows no it'll happen no that wouldn't happen no i see it happen rollerblading it's only a matter on your time. it really is only a, it, it is on only Wheels on your feet is magical. There is something in that that is expressed that yeah. is amazing, and it will attract a large audience slowly. It will. <laughs> It'll happen, so man. Funny. It'll happen. I I always think that if Wheels on Your Feet became a very I don't even think. I never think of it as like a popular thing. I think of something that becomes standard, like a bicycle, you know? Like I think wheels on your feet will become a standard thing. I always think of it will be after I'm dead, like long after I'm dead, that I don't think we'll see inline skates or rollerblades or whatever, it, or close to when, I, like when I'm really old. Do you, do you really think that? Actually, there's there's a percentage of me. That's what I try and tell myself. Actually, I, I like telling myself that because it's yeah. easier to navigate the the present with that in mind. Yeah, it's easier to make stuff with that in mind. That's kind of that's kind of my operating system, I guess. As, yeah, as I think that that does help you stay. Religion. Yeah, it helps you stay in touch with reality. But I think if yeah. you if you really are honest, I think you might admit that you do expect rollerblading to get a lot more popular over the next decade. Because it is so fun. Why wouldn't people put rollerblades on their feet? Why wouldn't Because kids... rollerbladers like rollerbladers themselves right now are 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 uh uh not 
helping. Rollerbladers themselves have to have to they have to grow up first. So I would say not this decade, maybe the decade after. Maybe. So like but, I agree with you. As good as rollerbladers are or how good they think they are, they are not projecting an image that would make other people want to put rollerblades on. Like a typical person exactly, and that's the watching half been the same image for the last twenty years. Like that's been that's been twenty years. Or even that, worse. That image. That's really I think it's gotten worse. What? The the um the image yeah, actually, or, the, or the way people portray what the the activity of rollerblading is has gotten worse. People have gotten more yeah, insecure, has. more guarded, and they they express the power of rollerblading less with their There's skates. been some really yeah, there's been some really good stuff that like uh Dustin and Richie and Matthew Ledoux, like there's some stuff that that is shows a, and I could name them off a bunch, but there's like some stuff that's showing hints to like rollerblading's maturity. That yeah. Richie's what 31. That section that he put out, if that was like let's just say if that did play on TV or he skated for a commercial in that style, there's like there's glimpses of like fuck man, look at what you can do with wheels attached to your feet. There's like little glimpses that happen, but. For, uh, because everyone can make a video and post stuff online, it's like there's a just a large percentage of poserific looking skateboard blading, like yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah, double-edged sword, I guess. Double-edged sword. Yeah, there's a lot of poserific. Did you just make up that word? That's good. I think so. Poserific. Poserific. Well, just because that that idea that we entered, we entered the action sports scene, which is fucking stupid as well. That whole, on a poser the, level. the whole idea of action sports, on a poser level, and and the the thing that was posted on the board is we may be destined to, to remain that way for all of time. Well, yeah, we're <laughs> you just, are we're, banished... we're we're copying skateboarding. We're copying the whole model that they created. I love. Paul Crick called it a homeless hybrid. That's like the best, <laughs> the best way to describe rollerblading. Yeah, it's a homeless hybrid. The That's activity, the activity itself, is amazing. It's fun. It's healthy. It's you know, it is what it is. And then the culture of it, which is what people, the culture of it is what attracts new people to start the activity or get inspired there to is like, no culture. do the activity. The culture is a total fucking rip from skateboarding culture. Yeah, so there is no culture. There appears to be culture to people that are that are involved with it, but there is no culture around skating. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I agree. That's the problem. Rollerbladers think that we're building this culture, and we're not building anything. It's almost like we're, we're building a like. We're like, we're driving down a road. Not we, but like a lot of people, just keep thinking that there's some fucking golden prize, yeah. and and everyone, like everyone that's following that road, everyone needs to like turn their fucking car in a different direction and drive as far away as possible from that stupid road because it's not fucking going anywhere. Yeah, there's no culture. That's an illusion. They're following a fake 
it doesn't exist. Yeah, I think as people, as soon as people realize that it doesn't exist, and it's just whatever they do as an individual with skates on their feet, that's all that matters. But yeah, yeah, they're following something that does not exist. It is a fake, fabricated, plastic thing. It's not even a thing. They imagine it to be a thing. There's no culture. Yeah, it's just there is no it's wheels on your feet. There's no culture. No, there's there's a all bit that of exists, history. That, all that, that is real is the experience of putting skates on your feet and rolling. When you do yeah, that, and then you what, are not what? representing a fucking culture. There is no fucking culture. That doesn't. That no. no. Well, no. A, a lot of people would want to argue with you about that, but that's just the denial thing comes in again. Well, they can die and rot in hell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, Todd, you gotta take that you gotta take that emotion and translate it into into creativity. Come on man. Will. Don't get down. Get down on those people. Oh I'm hyped. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. I don't know if they will. We're still trying to figure it out too. This is another thing that uh, uh, rollerblading, I think, because there is no culture really. Um, by the time there is anything that resembles a culture, like when people people see someone with rollerblades on their feet, and there's like all these instant like reference points of things that that, Are you that, hearing that? erase the poserific thing. Chilling. What? Chilling. Are you hearing that? Hello. There's like what? A buzzing. Hello. We're back. <laughs> I think we needed to be cut off from that. We were that was a s- steaming runaway train. Yeah, sometimes right you just need to get cut to, off. Yeah. Sometimes it's very important just, to Yeah. You need to know when stop to stop those streams. Yeah, break it. So Yeah. This is pretty much gonna be the outro anyway, but but oh ask me what what's up? Did you pee? Yeah, I did. Urine came out of your yeah. penis? How did that feel? Yeah. Um, it wasn't as good as the earlier one because I had been drinking a lot of water, but it was good. It was still good. What do you mean? It was uh, like not as long. Yeah, yeah, it was a shorter pee, but but my uh, my pee was a healthy color. It wasn't a, a dehydration pee. Yeah. You know those coffee peas that are like. Dark yellow, and they just smell like coffee. <laughs> Wasn't one of those ones. Oh. Did you drink coffee, coffee today? Coffee piss. Yeah, I did. I had a, I had a, I had a venti, uh, soy vanilla latte. I gotta not do that. I gotta not do that voice. Gotta not do that voice. At a grande pike. I've been. I've had a. I've had a grande pike roast. Yeah, I've had a grande pike probably every day for the last three years. <laughs> I find that uh, that I like to take breaks from Starbucks coffee because it's so intense. If if you take a break from star from coffee and then your first coffee like in in a few weeks or whatever or in a month is a Starbucks coffee. Whoa, yeah, it's the That's most what... powerful legal drug that you can get. Very is true. Starbucks coffee. If That's you haven't been prompted. drinking coffee, that is what... like. That's what made the mushroomblading.com. 
was not drinking coffee having for a... like two weeks and then having a Starbucks. That's what made that whole website right there. <laughs> We're so lucky that we can, it's so fucking cool that you can like, you can take a notebook, go to a Starbucks, pay two bucks for your coffee or whatever, put your headphones on, listen to like a Terrence McKenna talk or, or like a podcast or music and just start scrawling madness, yep. whatever you want. It's so awesome that we have time to do that and freedom to do that. Yeah. We have so much freedom to do stuff. Yeah. Power. Like we have power. Yeah. We don't need we don't need to to like you need you used to have to present your ideas to people with money in suits that could do something with your idea. You needed a publisher or you needed a network to agree that your idea is worthy of the masses seeing it. We can do whatever we want oh. and we have the power to give it to the masses. We don't need the approval of these dudes in the suits or in the dudes with money. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Well, and mass, mass isn't going to exist. It's all just going to be small, small little sections of Pockets. things. Pockets, yep. Pockets, yep. It's Pockets going that of way. the thing that I said about where if mass is the middle and and early adopters are on one side and late adopters are on the other side, the middle's going down. And it's just yep. going to be one giant line of everything. Yeah. The mass is less and less, and more and more people are yeah. being recruited by pockets or deciding to jump into different pockets. There, yeah. there is no mass. Yeah, that's such an exciting One of the more pockets. Thought. That's such a good – that's so healthy, and that's the way it is going. Yeah. Well, and that – okay, to bring it back to our steaming runaway train – uh, the whole way the thing's designed of selling skates and all that stuff is is with the the idea of mass in mind. That's the problem. If that makes any sense. The yes. I, or sorry, the illusion of there being a culture around skating, and that it's going to blow up is it's the old model, the old fashioned model of thinking that mass is going to be available when it's not. That's not how it should. That shouldn't be the model. Everyone needs to, again, if everyone's driving on the same road, everyone needs to steer their car in a different direction and drive as far away as possible from yeah. the idea of mass. Yeah. So, does that make sense? Um, I'm not sure how, like, I do agree with you. I'm not sure how a skate company would achieve, like, a, like targeting pockets or wanting to... Um, Like, um, I'm talking about like, like, uh, people are eventually just going to make their own products and, and, and people are going to be willing to pay more for something that's, that's more customized to their style or whatever. I, I kind of think of that like, I would really love that to makes make, any sense. yeah, I would really love to make a skate. I was thinking about making a skate, Me too. a skate company, and it would be the skate would be called the best, <laughs> and it would it would be the best skate in in my mind the best skate that I want 
to skate in, and it would be totally selfish. It would just be like making a like better like for myself. It would be the best skate I could possibly put on my feet, and it would it wouldn't be the best skate for everyone. Like everyone doesn't want to skate in the same same skate that I do. But I don't. I can't enter their consciousness and know what skate they want on their feet. I can only experience it from me, and I'll put those skates on my feet, and I will focus on producing the best skate that I can put on my foot, and then I will sell it, and some people will really like it. That's the way people <laughs> should run skate companies: is that they want to, they make a skate that they really want to put on their foot. Yeah, that's why REMs were so awesome. Yeah, that came from that exact exact uh, desire. Yeah. I think customization might be the future, too. Like, standardized everything, like, across the board. Like, um, lots of, like, sole plates, boots. Like, you can just build a skate from scratch from a bunch of different... There's, like, all different parts available. And so many different setup options on how, yeah. like... But I think all those all the know? setup options kind of force everything to be in a certain alignment. Like if yeah, you're talking that's about true, that's true. like then you can't have a wheel that is wider than a normal wheel. You can't have a frame that's thinner or yeah, but... steel. There's it's like there I my company would not be UFS. I would decide every part that goes on it, and it wouldn't be universal. It would fit in a way that I thought was the best way for it to fit. I wouldn't conform yeah. to this universal frame system because I would have a vision. I would have a specific vision for how I wanted everything to work together. And yeah. it's like it's like if you don't like it, then you can go get a, a, a UFS skate. But I'm focusing yeah. on creating the experience, and it all works together. You know, I what almost, I almost think that UFS for... is a bad, like it, it whole, it limits skate technology. There's a lot of limitations from. There's a lot of limitations because of UFS. There's yeah. a lot. I know. It's almost like the that... whole industry is, the whole industry is almost one company, like it's universal. There needs to be companies that are like, no, we're not universal. We make our own shit. Fuck you. We ha we. You know what's so funny? Doesn't doesn't Solomon own UFS? Yeah, I think it might. I, A company I that doesn't even make skates owns the UFS system. I don't know. A company you know that song, isn't even involved with rollerblading had the biggest impact on rollerblading technology. <laughs> No, no, no. Well, oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so funny to think about, like, they had an industry meeting or whatever about UFS and what it's going to do for the industry. What it's going to do. Make everything homogenous. Oh, limit technology. People you... to say, fuck you, UFS. I mean, you know, certain way it's good because it's more like skateboarding. How you can, like, yeah. <laughs> assemble your parts and it all fits together. You know, it allows yeah. for wheel companies and frame companies. Fuck that shit. There should just be skate companies. And skate companies should produce their own frames, their own wheels. Skate companies should make everything. 
Fuck UFS. That's why K2. You know, fuck it. K2s. Fuck UFS. Yeah, fuck UFS. That's bullshit. K2s were, uh, K2s at the height of their powers, uh, how quality their skates were, and that they made a wheel company that the frame was like attached to the, the, the boot, right? The original sole frame for K2s was amazing because it was all one piece. It so worked. it worked really well with the skate. And. They had a wheel company called Face that they wanted to make wheels that were like almost as good as Cosmo, like quality-wise. So they made their own wheel company, and the the frame and the sole was one piece, and their yeah. boots were super quality. Like K2, fuck. The, That's the way it should. They 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 had it. They had it going. Like they, what you just said, they were doing. Yeah. Like I think they were doing. It just sounds foolish. I think it sounds. I don't know, for a company to just produce a boot, and they're like, okay, you can put any frame on this boot and any wheel. Like, if I was serious about creating an inline experience and I was producing, like, a skate, I would want control over the whole thing. I wouldn't want to just make... What? You're just making the boot, okay? Like, how much control are you going to have over the experience that the person's having like how much vision do you have like seba they make their own wheels they make their they make their <laughs> wheels they make their frames they make the whole skate they have a vision for the for the way the whole skate is going to feel like are you telling me that when you yeah, make a yeah. boot you're not you're not thinking about like the way that the wheels are going to interact with that boot that the frame the way the frame is going to interact with the boot like it should be a whole experience that you design for the person putting it on your feet. Don't you the think? The best skate. Yeah, the best. <laughs> and, Simply and the best. Yeah. It's Seba's better than all the rest. Better than all the rest. Simply better the than best. Anyone. Better than anyone. <laughs> Better than UFS. Fuck UFS. The little pussy-ass bolts, two of them, that, that screw in the frame, you think that's going to be solid? No, you want three industrial-sized bolts, like massive steel bolts. You want that frame to be solid in the frame. Or no bolts at all. K- K2 had, there was no bolts at all. Or was there bolts? The, just the way that it worked, there's like, there's designs that you could have where the sole and the frame is all one piece. It's all one well. piece. There's, yeah. Or yeah. maybe the frame That's... isn't one piece. Maybe the frame is two pieces. Maybe you want a frame that holds two wheels on the front and two wheels on the back that it act independently with the movement of your foot. Maybe that's what you want. Oh, that There's my dream skate is the one that yeah, shit. the one that flexes limiting with your foot. Technology with UFS. Seriously, you are limiting t- skate technology. You're saying, oh, this is what it is. This is what it's always going to be. One linear frame holding four wheels. How do you know? Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Are you a wizard? No. <laughs> You've been I sometimes think oh, I am. Oh, you've been rollerblading for 10 years. Ooh. Ooh. You've been a rollerblader. You've been in some videos. Fuck you. You don't know shit. You are a baby, just like the rest of us. We don't know what rollerblading is. We don't know what it can be. How are you making these rules that every company needs to live by? Come on. 
<laughs> it's so hard to follow that up. <laughs> like, though, like these people are making decisions. And they're like, oh yeah, we're we're legends. Like I've run companies. I'm I'm John Julio. I'm Chris Edwards. Like you guys really. Chris Edwards doesn't run a company. Well. These whoever these people are in these meetings and they decide these like industry, I mean. Oh, they don't do those anymore. We're 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 long past that time. But they did have that. Yeah. UFS was 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 still built on the idea that I think skating was going to be in the X Games, and when a kid goes into a shop, there'd be frame options, and it would stimulate the economy of inline yeah. skating products. And now I think we're still trying to follow that idea that if we were in the X Games, like I said, mass. The market is still kind of like with mass in mind, and um, you always say like if it was just focused on the technology. Because yeah. one thing that's really interesting is the carbon is is like a really pricey skate. People are willing to pay for a really quality skate. People are yep. willing to put the money down. If the skate's fucking good, they're willing to pay for it. Yeah, and you can do limited runs of a skate that people are going to pay a lot for. Yep, those adapt skates look awesome. And those are all those are handmade. I'll have to see I've these. Good things about them. Who's making these adapt skates? Um, it's a guy who makes ice skate boots, or that's what he does for work. And they're oh. from Germany. He he, or oh, fuck Switzerland or something like that. And I I contacted him a couple times back and forth, and and he was the one who actually uh, Jenna brought better than baseball copies to the IMYTA way back when. And well, he was one of the ones who like got a copy of Better Than Baseball. So now he makes skates, and I've heard really good things about them. Um, but they're like uh, over 500 Canadian, or that's even before shipping. But they're handmade. Crazy. They're handmade. And, and they're, they're uh, and they're UFS. Like he's just making the boot. Yeah. He no. He also makes the soles as well. He makes the soles yeah. are his design. And the boots are his design, and I don't know if they're doing a frame company, if they're doing a stock frame or not. But um, the 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 boot looks interesting, and I've heard good things about it. But it's like it's the first run. I was really interested in trying some, but they're way out of my price range. Um, interesting. I, still carbon. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent on on a, on a carbon base. This could be, I don't know. They could work with it. But anyways, this guy's doing it. He's doing it. Wow. They're, he's using UFS, Todd, but he's doing it. Well, he's there's a, that's making cool. Making a really high price point skate by hand. So. I just think like I just think it should all work together. I mean, it's, it just sounds weird to me to make a boot, and then allow any I don't know like. Don't you think if you were to make a skate company, you would want to have control over the whole thing? Doesn't that make yeah. sense? I mean, if you were designing anything, if you're designing a computer or if you're designing a watch, like you're only going to make a part of it? Uh, that just Yeah, it it would it would work. Skates would work really well if they were just one thing yeah. that worked really 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 well. Yeah. If en engineers had a, a whole vision it's just, I think that's the way it should be. It is funny to think about, like, when you put on a pair of ice skates, your fucking blade is just mount, like, it is so mounted to the boot. Yeah. So in there, and then to think that, <laughs> yeah, two bolts 
two pussed-ass <laughs> little a, short bolts. And a, and a plastic frame. Oh! As soon... Okay. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, as soon as you put on Sebas, you will realize how cheap aggressive skates feel. Yeah? It, you, don't, you don't realize it. And these people listening, they probably are thinking, oh... These guys are crazy. They're just like being funny or whatever. But you don't realize how shitty and cheap your skates are until you put on a skate that is not UFS. A skate that yeah, the frame yeah. is actually like really, really attached to the boot in a way that UFS frames cannot be. And it's a steel frame. It's not fucking plastic. You feel that responsiveness, that solidity is... Like, you realize how fucking cheap your aggressive skates are. Yeah, I'm going to be so mad if, if skates get really good when I when I can't skate anymore. It will. But, hey, there, there's going to be extra value for better or worse. Like, I don't know how many people are going to be rollerblading in the far, far future. But they, they can look back on, on these videos that we make now and be like, oh, my God. You should, like, have you ever seen or tried on the skates that these guys used to skate? Like, yeah. They're going to be <laughs> they're gonna be laughing so hard at, like, some of the skates that people used. Oh, yes. They will laugh. <laughs> it will happen. Yeah, they will like, laugh. There's going to be How do things people that, even that... enjoy skating in this crap? Like, this is... <laughs> people liked this? Like, people did this? Like what? <laughs> this isn't even fun. There's the there's the one idea that uh that that skates will never change and haven't changed from their soul or their essence or whatever you want to call it that like it's just up to the person using it but I I'm still I'm still a firm believer in when the technology changes the the yeah. sport art whatever you want to call it drastically changes if it allows people to to take ideas that they've had in in a for much further direction you can't deny that no there's i have so many ideas that i can't do because the the something about the skate technology is just not there yet yeah there's like a weird in between well it's the same thing though it, it kind of makes it the the fact that some of the stuff that we do can look really flawed and weird because maybe our our mind body connection to our skates isn't as good as it could be, it might make things more interesting and more flawed. So yeah. who knows? Well, like when I'm when I'm actually out skating, I try not to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I try yeah. not to yeah, like at, analyze the the technology under my feet. I try to just like convince myself, okay, this is you are controlling these things if you have a problem with these then it's it's your fault and i i try to condition myself to think that way because if i find myself like analyzing the skates then i'm not gonna enjoy the activity as much or i'm not gonna like it's all about belief like if you believe that you're capable of doing something then you can do it so if you don't believe your skates are like a high quality then you're not gonna think that you're capable of anything you just need to believe in your skates so when i'm out skating yeah yeah you you 
you just convince yourself that these skates are really good. But the fact of the matter is, is that they're really, they're not as good as they could be. And they're definitely not as good as they're going to be in like 20 or 30 years. Or like when rollerblading has more money in it, the skates under your feet are going to be so if. much better. Yeah. If, if. It might when. just be rollerblading doesn't, doesn't, when? When? If. If. When? <laughs> I think because uh, there may not be a lot of money in rollerblading, but there may be some crazy motherfucker who's really good at making skates who charges like a thousand bucks a pop, but they're the best skates in the world. Like the Hattori Hanzo sword oh, of skates. Oh, shit. Oh, you know? shit. Yeah. Like some crazy motherfucker that you have to travel and visit. Maybe you have to like train, prove prove yourself to him you to prove before you can get him. a pair of skates. You have to. He only him. he won't make. <laughs> you have to climb like three hundred steps. <laughs> yeah, with the with the water, with the water on your back. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that on that note, I'm actually gonna go. Oh, my last point was that it's a mental game, Todd. Life yeah. is a mental game. That's it. True. You either let something bother you or you don't. You're either in the moment or you're not. That's and true. little things like like skates that hurt your feet do a great job at mentally agitating you and and taking you out of the moment. But sometimes yeah. you can override that, and and there's no right formula on how to do it. I don't know. I don't know the right answer. I just know hints and glimpses into how to do it. Right. So I hope my skates don't bother me today. Sweet. You're blading with the beeve? Yeah, I'm going inline skating at the inline skateboard bike park. Nice. At MacArthur Island. Sweet. More than Jealous. anything, I just I kind of want to roll around. and I, I want to do a soul grind, maybe a true spin Mizu, and a, I want to do a Cesslide. That's about it. I don't want to do anything to just roll well, around. I'm coming up uh, next weekend. Are you? Yeah. So we'll have to hit a awesome. sesh at the park. I'll be here. Sweet. I'll be here. And uh, yeah, you're going to be seeing the other half of the video probably tomorrow morning, I would think. I'm just waiting for Shit. that one song to happen. Sweet. When it happens, it happens. Yep. So yeah, it's we'll exciting. have to skate. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, we'll do this again. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Joey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the memories, and, and we'll talk again soon. Soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.